Welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It's me again. You ever heard that song? It's me again, Margaret. <laughs> I won't say the next part. Um, yeah, so another episode of Man vs. Marriage with me, Quincy Moran, the cute dog. Coach Rita. Coach Rita, say what's up. Hello. Oh, what's up? There you go. What's up? <laughs> Ashley is in the studio, and we are just getting ready to get this thing on the road. And this, Coach Rita, is like a four- or five-part series on what we call rewriting the script right and um, I'm very interested and excited about this series because it's made it's one of those things that um, has made such a difference in my life uh, redesigning what my philosophy is when it comes to life because the problem was for me is that I had allowed life circumstances to develop and design my philosophy for how right. I operated in life mm -hmm. and it was not very healthy um, obviously, you know, you could see it in me physically at that time because I was pushing faux hundy. Um, but emotionally, I was a wreck also. Mm -hmm. Had a lot going on, you know, with uh, parents being divorced and um, brain surgeries for children and uh, not sleeping for a few years. You know, when you have a kid, sleep is not what it used to be. Right. When you have three at a time, sleep is definitely not what it used to be. And then when you add traumatic events mm -hmm. such as you know seizures and brain surgeries and children who flatline on tables in trauma rooms um sleep is definitely not what it used to be right so i had a bunch of circumstances um that i tried to keep a positive head in mm -hmm. and you know and we kept rolling but i was i was really not doing myself or my family any favors allowing the circumstances in my life to develop how i was operating Right. So, like I had said, you you are the expert in this category. You are the coach, the coachedest with the mostest. <laughs> so we are going to hand it over to you, Almighty Saban You're of Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yes, that's a, that's a uh, quite a compliment. There, that's even better than the Jedi Master. <laughs> right? You are now the Saban of Marriage. Hey, yes. I get that. So take it away. I really like this. Um, these episodes coming up because rewriting the script, I think empowers couples. It definitely lays a foundation for them saying that, you know, you get to choose, you get to choose how it is that you want to live out your life, live out your marriage, how it is that you're going to raise your children. Unfortunately, we only do what we've been taught. Right. And so many of, of us fall into that trap that we repeat what it is that our parents taught us, what they gave us, what they displayed to us as far as how um, husband and wife are, how love is shown, how hurt is shown, how hate is shown, when you get angry, how you deal with disappointment. I mean, the list can go on and on and on of what it is that's that. I call it a script because it's something that's being played in front of you day in and day out and it's unconscious and you don't even really know it. That's right. And you're responding to your partner. You're responding to your kids. You know, this is, this could be relational all the way. You're, you're responding based on something that you've been taught. And I'm not saying that your parents 
like wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to screw this kid up, you know, and and have them have these issues through their marriage. I don't think any parent wakes up thinking that because they're only doing what they've been taught. And as you go down from generation to generation, um, you know, like my husband's family was grown. He was raised in the sense of kids are seen and not heard. Okay. I wasn't raised that way. That's not how, you know, in our household, you know, there was three boys. I was the only girl. It's who screamed the loudest is the one that got the attention. So we came from two totally different, um, backgrounds. So then when we had children, he is trying to, to get our children to be quiet and I'm trying to get our children to express. So you can see the conflict there of like, what are you trying to do? Like, why are you trying to suppress my kids? You know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, you could, you definitely do what you've been taught. And I think the best advice that my dad gave me, um, I met my husband when I was 17. Actually, I met him when I was in seventh grade. He was my best friend's, um, cousin. And I met him, in seventh grade, I saw him in her kitchen. And when he turned around and looked at me, I said, that's the man I'm going to marry. And I was in seventh grade, like I didn't know nothing. Years went on. And I remember seeing him throughout the family because I always hung out with them. And um, it wasn't until we were in 12th grade is when we started dating. But my dad always had sayings like he would say something and you would just kind of look at him like what are you even talking about but then as years go on it's like oh my gosh I understand what my dad was saying so I'm going to share this what my dad the advice my dad gave me was this he said if this is going to be the man that you're going to marry and I think I shared this on another episode but I'm just going to go ahead and and repeat it because I think it serves purpose to where I'm going to go when you go into the home, look and see how their dad is. How is it that he treats his mom? How does he treat the other siblings there? What is our home like? What's the emotional thing? I mean, my dad went on this huge tangent. Wow. Okay, I'm 17. It's a tangent to me. It's not like a father's advice. It's just, you know, all right, dad, whatever. Um, And... I, I just remember him saying that to me and sitting down at, and I share this with Bill's family all the time. So it's not like, you know, they don't know where I'm coming from because they totally know where I'm coming from. You know, sitting down at the dinner table, like nobody talks. Um, his dad would get up from the dinner table and just go into the other room. You know, and I, as time went on, I started observing more and more and I'm thinking to myself, oh, hell no, this ain't going to work for me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. that's what I'm honestly thinking because yes. my dad's voice is in my head. Rita, just look, look and see, because that's going to be your life. And for years, I would just think he's crazy. Like, I'm so in love. You know how they say love is blind? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't see these things. And, you know, as time going on, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like we're living the life that I said we're not going to live. Yeah. So I say all of that because you only do what you've been taught Mm -hmm. unless you choose to broaden yourself, to have some self-awareness of how it is that you operate in, in a relationship, you will only respond to what has been that script that has been 
written all the days of your life because you're, you're pretty much a sponge watching how your parents are interacting and you're taking that all in. So then when you come into a relationship, what else are you going to do? Like what else is expected for you to do? Cause that's all that you know. Right. So I just, that advice my dad gave me still, honestly, to this day reels in my head. If this is, this is going to be your life. This is how it's going to be. And I told Bill from the get go, this isn't going to be it. Cause I'm choosing, like I made that choice. Like, listeners out there, you have to make the choice. No one's going to do it for you. That's right. No one's going to be able to rewrite the script for you, but you, Mm -hmm. and it's sitting down and it's saying, this is what it is that I want for my marriage. Mm -hmm. Like, like what you were saying, you come from, um, a family of divorce Mm -hmm. and, and you think back how much that has affected you. Yeah. Not only, you know, from the time of the divorce, but how it affected you in your current marriage in the beginning, Mm -hmm. the things that, that played out in your own conscious mind, like, where is this going to end up? Yeah, absolutely. You're just, you're just, you just go there unconsciously. I don't think a lot of people know that unconscious, unconscious part of us that's constantly going because that part of us never shuts down. It's just constantly reeling. Right. It's uh, it's what it's that subconscious mind that's running. It's consistently running, and you're doing things without having to think about yep. it until it cre- you know an emotional response is created. Exactly. And then that's when you know the fullness of whatever that attitude or frustration or whatever part of that script it is, it finally comes out to really show itself. And I right. know. Like, um, I saw how, when I was growing up, how my dad and my, uh, first stepmom interacted with each other and it was, you know, there was some screaming and shouting and, and whatnot. And for me, I was like, well, I'm definitely not going to do that. So <laughs> right. instead of communicating at all, right. I would just shut down. Exactly. I just, I was like, I, I'm not going to get emotional. I, I'm not really going to care about this. And Jeannie would be like. Why aren't you talking to me? Mm-hmm. It's like not really much to talk about. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to fight, you know, because right. I know where fighting leads, mm-hmm. and that was not healthy. I thought I was helping the situation. Right. I was not helping the situation. Right. At all. Yeah, and that that's the um, that's the beauty of I believe this episode is really looking, really stopping yourself and looking at how it is, am I responding to certain things? Am I responding because this is what I've been taught? Mm -hmm. Or am I responding truly because this is what my heart is saying to? There's there, it's a huge difference in, in how it is that you're going to interact with your spouse, but don't you ever have those moments when you spit something out or you say something or you respond, well, actually react to something and you're like, Oh my God, that's my mother. Or, Oh my God, that's my father. Like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, I sound like my parents. Right. Everybody has those moments where, where once you say something, you like capture that event where it's like. I remember my dad saying that to my mom. Yep. And and it's having those moments that we can capture and saying, 
wait a second, I need to rewrite this. Like I need to stop myself right here and rewrite this and really get connected with my heart Right. to, to really be able to define what it is that I'm trying to express at this moment that I don't want to express what I've been taught. I want to express truly what's in my heart. Right. So it's, it's having that battle within yourself in those moments that when it's taking place and you see this real, like sometimes people will have like these outer body experiences that they'll explain to me, uh, a circumstance that arise and they'll say, it's like my watching my mom and dad, or if you're raised by grandparents or uncles and aunts, whoever it is that had that influence in your life, you could capture those moments and say, that wasn't even really me. I was just responding according to what I've been told or what it is that I've been taught. Mm-hmm. And when you have those opportunities, it's then that you make that choice to change it. Right. Of how that script is going to be written out. Like, we don't have to live according to our parents' script. That's right. We, we, like I said in the beginning, we get to be the ones to make the choice to rewrite how it is that I want to have my marriage, how it is that we're going to fight, how it is that we're going to deal with disappointment. How are we going to deal with finances? Like, just because this is how it was done in my house, in the way that my mom and dad showed me, doesn't mean that it's going to work with my husband because he's coming from a whole different, I mean, our children were a huge thing (laughs) right off the bat. You can see he's coming from a house that doesn't express emotions. They don't, they're not vocal. They're not, um, they're not, um, emotional in any way. Oh my gosh. My house is like the Ringling brothers and Barnum and Bailey circus. Like (laughs) It's loud. It's just, you know, there's emotions everywhere. We have no qualms telling anybody how we feel in the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like totally opposites of, of what what we have. And now we're trying to make a marriage. We're trying to raise children. Right. Bill and I had some serious like toe-to-toe, you know, encounters when it came to our kids because it's just so different. Well, I, you know, one thing that, um, you know, and I'm a man of faith and, uh, you know, so when I'm speaking at, at different times, you know, you, you meditate, you pray, you try to get something that's going to be useful for the people you're speaking to. Right. You know, and whether it's I'm, I'm speaking at church or, you know, in at work or any kind of an event, something that became <clears throat> really, something that really blew my mind is that how effective awareness can be. And, and it kind of came to me, and probably because, you know, I love Braveheart or whatever the case is, um, awareness is really a weapon in your hand. And you can use it to better yourself mm-hmm. and, you know, conquer to be successful, or you can use it in a bad way right. and use it against yourself. And that's really, you know, one of the things that that will help you. That There's like, there's, I don't know what the science is behind it, but you may pass a certain type of car every day, 10 times a day, uh-huh. and you don't know it until you get that car. Mm-hmm. And then when you have that car, you start to notice Isn't that, funny? that car everywhere. Like everywhere you start to notice that car. Yes. So if we take that science, it's not just with cars or with shirts or, you know, with logos or whatever it is. If we take that kind of science and we say, okay, I'm going to start to be 
I'm going to be more aware of my actions. Right. So I can identify those places that I'm not proud of Mm -hmm. because I don't like acting this way. Right. And since I get to, I want to live my life on purpose, Mm -hmm. as we say, I'm going to start defining these things that I don't like. I'm going to redefine them. I'm going to rewrite them. And I'm going to use awareness as my weapon. Right. And when they when they become aware to me, like I was not happy about some of the things I saw in my life. It's like, why in the world <laughs> am I acting this way? Right. You know, so pity party for a minute there, but it's like, okay, well, let's focus on what we can affect and let's change now. Mm-hmm. Let's start the process now. Right. So awareness to me is a weapon. You know, it's a tool. It's an advantage. However you want to say it, awareness of how you act, if you just start paying attention Mm -hmm. um, to a word that your wife says that causes an emotional response from you, you can start to identify these areas in your life that have opportunity for change. Right. Because those are the, those are the, I, I remember talking about the subconscious one time and it was billions sounds too many. So maybe millions, but the repeater that goes on in your brain on a daily basis, millions of times these things are repeating. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you have the power to choose who and how you want to be. Right. It's just having the awareness or the tools available Mm -hmm. to change that about you. Right. And, you know, my wife, I'm sure she would be one of the first people to say, I'm not the person that I used to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I'm aware of something in my life, I like to go at it. I like to change it. I like to become better than I am because it affects, it's not just a benefit to me. It's a benefit to those people around me. Right. Because that will show them that it is possible. Yeah, that's just the way you are, but it's not the way you have to stay. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Because John Maxwell has a great quote, Um, change is inevitable growth is optional. It change will happen like the seasons. It's, right. it's just going to change. There's just, you know, there, there's no stopping to it, but to embrace growth in the moment of change, it's just a choice that you have to make to say, I'm choosing, I am making a conscious decision to change mm-hmm. because that's how it is that I'm going to grow. That's what I'm going to invest in is, is the ability to expand myself. Awareness is great. It's great, but you got to use it. Yeah. What are you going to do with it? Exactly. Cause we could all be aware of how we are and how we act and like, yeah, okay. Like I can't believe I just did that. I'm fully aware of what I did, but that's just me. So, you know, Well, I think there's probably a few things in our life that we already know this is just the way that I am, Mm -hmm. but those are surface and and it might go deep. It might go deep, but those are surface, right? It's when you get into the ugly parts, (laughs) you know, you know, so Rita, maybe whoever's listening to this right now, maybe they haven't heard as much of this as you or I have. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is like the first time they've ever heard this thing that you could actually change or rewrite the script or improve yourself. Right. What can we say to them now? What advice or what tips? I don't know what you have up next to talk about, but let's try to talk to a person like they've never heard this message before. Uh Uh-huh. 
and see what there is that maybe maybe they can do. And I have some examples of things that I had to identify in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, if you weren't prepared for that, we can go a different way. But I'm just thinking that maybe somebody needs to hear. Well, I know in the in the next, um, you know, in the ne- in this episode, I just really wanted to talk about. Um, you know, the script of, of like what you said, awareness is a huge, um, factor in all of this. That would be my very first step that I would tell anybody who is sitting in front of me is you having the ability to stop yourself enough to become aware of what it is that you're doing and how it is that you're affecting the people around you. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to make that choice within yourself that, okay, these outcomes are not benefiting anybody, yourself included. Mm-hmm. It's really, when it really comes down to it, it's really not going to benefit you in the long run. Mm-hmm. So you need to make that decision that I see how, I'll use this example, I see how my dad expressed love to my mom. My dad would show me how he cherished her, respect her. Um, he brought her flowers. He brought her cards, gifts. You know, we, we could, we could go back and look and see what were the things that my father did? How did my father express love to my mother? Uh, Now, what if you didn't have a father? What if you were just raised with just a mom? Yeah. Um, you know, that's a whole nother element to bring into the equation also. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really reflecting back on different, on different, um, I don't want to say issues, but different, um, maybe just different examples, examples that, you know, and, and take note of it. And then ask yourself, how is it that I'm doing that today in my own relationship? Yeah. Because like I said in the beginning, you only do what you've been taught. And if you've been taught that, you know, everybody just doesn't talk, everybody just stuffs their emotions, you know, nobody really connects on any kind of level, then you have to ask yourself, how is it that I can change that about me? Yeah. How is it that I go about, you know, adjusting myself accordingly? Because my wife needs me to be emotionally connected, engaged. But I understand when you're not raised like that, you don't know how to do that. Yeah. I, I get all of that. Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but I'll say unfortunately, like ignorance can't play in this information age that we live in. Because mm-hmm. you could Google anything you can. And you could listen to podcasts. You could listen to YouTube. You could go anywhere, type it on in, and it will pop up so many references that you can look at and learn from. And, and you know, just like this podcast, follow us along and we'll help you through the way. Yeah. To, you know, to really show you the way of how this can be accomplished. So it, it really does start with you just evaluating yourself and saying, where is it that I just need to make those adjustments? I think that's perfect. Thank you. 
thank you for that. And that's exactly what I was looking for. Just to, like, if you've never heard this message before, um, Rita's giving you some insight on how, kind of just like how to begin, where to start. It's almost like pick a lane, okay? Mm-hmm. Pick a lane. Pick one thing and start and just observe it for seven or 14 days. You know, silently observe how you act. Like, I mean, look at me. The I saw something. And I just decided I was never going to be that. So I did the opposite. And that wasn't healthy for my relationship. So if, you know, I was able to identify that, I wasn't able to change it until, um, you know, these coaching sessions and the modules that we, the Living Life by Design modules, Mm -hmm. because I really just didn't realize, I just thought that's the way that I was. And this is the way I am. And um, that's just the way it's going to be. And it was obvious it was not it was not a healthy place for and me to self-serving. live. And that's self-serving, right? That's, that's true. It's it's pretty much self-serving. It's like screw you all. This is me. You all have to adjust to me. That's yeah. what you're telling me. And that it, that's probably one of the things that is so hard for me when I know you know when I have to bow to somebody else's. How do you say it? I don't want to call them annoyances. Stupidity. We could say that, you know, when it's like when there's conflict, Mm -hmm. okay, there's conflict and it's like, look, this just isn't right. And then they go, their go to is, well, that's the way I am. You know, that's the way I am. Or if, you know, somebody approaches you about that, it's like, well, that's just who that person is. But it's not who they have to be. Right. And if they continue to choose that, maybe there's some changes I need to make in my life. I always say, you know, there's consequences for your behavior. Yeah. Most you know, definitely. go ahead and behave that way, but you'll pay the consequences for it. It just doesn't, you know, you'll run into somebody somewhere that won't put up with your crap and they'll call you out on it. So, you know, let me be the person then to call you out on that. <laughs> let me be the one to help show you. Mm-hmm. So guys, I, I think what's important is that, um, I hope by now you've gotten a journal or maybe you're using an app on your phone Uh, to take these notes and use these tools what box do you have to put all these tools in that we're that we're giving you but I would really like it um, I would like it for you on your behalf I'm requesting of you to just pick one or two areas in your life maybe it's at work maybe you want to practice at home and just start to observe try to become aware like it's like right now you're buying that that red sports car that you never see until you buy it. Now everybody has it. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of stepping into the driver's seat here and picking um, picking a couple of things to just start to observe. And if your mom and dad are still around, observe these things, these areas, when you're with them, right? Because you'll pick up, you're going to pick up how you act um, from your mom and dad because that's what you know. And if you can look at those things, and after a couple weeks, you see some things that are reoccurring, it'll be a lot of surface stuff, but you'll see some things that are reoccurring. You can say, okay, do I like this? Is this helping me? Am I happy? You can go Dr. Phil and say, well, how's that working for you? (laughs) Exactly. You know? Um, And if it's not helping you or you're not happy, you're not proud of it, here's the good news. You can change it. Right. It's just, it's like we said in the beginning, how good do you want your marriage to be? Right. How good 
do you want your life to be? How good do you want that internal conversation that's going on inside of you that typically just tears you down and tells you that you're not good enough and that these people don't care and that you can't get ahead in life because the system's rigged against you? Well, guess what? It's time to rewrite the system. Right. You can rig the system against other people. Mm -hmm. And that will inspire them to rewrite their own script. Right. So if you ask me, I think it's really important, you know, and we would love to hear your feedback. Now, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to humor myself too much. The topic that, the topics that we discuss in marriage, I don't think people are just itching to email us about. (laughs) No. It's hard to put yourself out there. Okay. I totally get it. We're getting some great feedback. Mm -hmm. We're getting some great feedback. We're getting some great responses. But I think we could really help you um, with this awareness thing if you kind of give us some things that you've observed. And, you know, and, and like I've said in the past, I think the right place to do that is the email. Right. You may not want to tweet um, <laughs> about these situations because then you could be mobbed because right. everybody's going to have a solution. Nobody can fix their own life, but everybody can fix your life. You know, isn't that the way it is? That's so true. You know, that and, and that's in one of those, uh, you know, when we were doing Living Life by Design, one of those ugly words that Jeannie hated, the whole feedback. Oh. You know, because we do all have blind spots, but some people overuse that whole feedback terminology, mm-hmm. and uh, and then they, they may resist right. a little feedback coming their way. Right. But pick those areas, guys, just two areas, whether it's in love or parenting or work, pick those two areas and start to observe. And this is going to be the catalyst that gets you on this exciting adventure of rewriting the script in your own life. So why don't you reach out to us? Listen, if you're an Alabama fan, you get priority, okay? You will always get priority with me if you're an Alabama fan. If you're an Auburn fan, you're absolutely going to the bottom of the list. (laughs) There is no question. And if Alabama loses to Auburn one year, I'll yeah. answer your questions, you okay. Auburn fans. Okay, fine. <laughs> Auburn fans, you have a soft place to land. It's called Coach Rita. <laughs> Just reach out to us on the email. It is man versus marriage podcast at gmail.com. I like that I get to use my radio voice every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, hit us up on Twitter at MVSM Podcast. Check us out on Facebook, and uh, we can start some discussions there. Um, we know that there are some things there that you could really enjoy. I know by the time this is out, there will have been, you know, we'll be well into the 31 uh, days of Merry Tipsmas, and there are some great tips up there that will help uh, add um, some tools to that bag for this quest, this building you're assembling. So we are going to get out of here, and we will be back with another episode of Man vs. Marriage.